0: This is Wired Up with Matt Kennedy and Jerry Peralta on KMSA 91.3.
1: You really tend to grow up a little bit. You take a step back, you realize, man, you've come a long way. What do we do next? Do we keep in our own childish ways? Do we start to move forward and think about the times to come? Right now, we're in the present. So, what do we do with the time that we have now? We got one year left, and then we'll be gone. It's like a little monologue there. Anyways. That
2: was. That was. (laughs) Kind of
1: scraps (laughs) how I'm feeling right now. Season four. I guess I should call it that. It's almost like a season four of the show. Wired up Matt Kennedy, Jerry Peralta, 913FM, Came and Say Music for the Carter Mesa Mavericks. We're back, we're live. New year, baby. We're at it, and uh, it's crazy. This is the oh my gosh, the fourth year we are doing this show. It used to be called name pending. Yeah, because we remember that
2: because we never had we. <laughs> we just didn't want to come up with a freshman, name. freshman eighteen year olds
1: making a radio show? We didn't have a cool intro. I'm sure my voice had a little bit less bass in it,
2: and okay. I was stuttering a lot more. A lot of nerves coming into oh, a lot of
1: nerves, so many nerves going in. And so, what I'm thinking for this year. And if you're new to the show, welcome. We appreciate having you. This is the best sports talk show, by the way, in the Grand Valley.
2: Yep. And I will say that because I think we are. We are. We've, I really think we are. <laughs> We've had some big names on this show that, as we were told of last year, uh, that these uh, that the professional radio stations haven't gotten light. Yeah. We interviewed Dave Logan last year. The Got Dave hi- Logan. Hi- highlight there. We interviewed Drew Creesman several times last year uh, about the Rockies. So, I mean... Got some... Adam Schefter after. had plenty of guys. Yeah, we... Had plenty of guys. We
1: got some more guests up line for you, too. Not today, though. Not today. It's just just me and Jer. Anyways, so this
2: show of the year, so...
1: Yeah, it's all right. This year for Wired Up, we got some big goals. Set our goal high. And my biggest thing is that, you know, I'm a huge sporting fan. So is, so is Jerry. Huge yep. fanatics. And you got to be a fan to love the sport. But what I started to do last year, what we started to do last year, what I want to do prominently this year is... To start thinking about our careers as sportscasters, sports journalists, or whatever we want to get into. And so, therefore, we have to stop acting as just fans and start acting more like the guys who wear the suits. Like the guys who are on the big-name television networks. The guy who we want to be talking to. We want to be invited in. You know? Not saying that I want to be famous, but I kind of want to be famous in this world. You know? You want to aim big. My goal as a little kid, my dream, is to commentate a professional football game. Yeah. That's always been like my my big dream to do. And in order to do that, you can't stick around very long. So we're not going to be fans anymore. We can still well, okay. We're we, not going to We can be
2: fans, but we can't. But I'm not going to define
1: myself first as a fan. Yeah. I'm going to define myself first as a critic and as an analyst and as a person who just loves to freaking just commentate on everything. Yep. You know. So we're actually going to be sports commentators this year. That's what this is. This is officially now a professional sports talk radio show. We're here. We're live. Anyway, guys. So what we've done in the past, if you've listened to the show, we, we've basically done really boring things. Um, listening back to like freshman and sophomore year tapester, we would like look at a game. Let's say that the NFL Week One is this next week, right? We would go. Which it is. We would go uh, one week at a time. We would go game by game, saying like, "Oh, this person's going to do well. I think this team's going to win." And we would go down like a list, and it would be the most boring thing. Ever. Yeah. Put us to sleep. You know? Yeah. Who wants to listen to some guys just read off of a list? You know where the money's at nowadays? Heated discussions and debates. Like, first take kind of stuff, you know? Yeah. People want to feel involved, and they want to feel like they're actually a part of the conversation. Definitely. And you guys can be part of the conversation via Twitter and social media. Join us. at Wired Up. Follow us. Also, follow us on iTunes and Spotify. No, not Spotify. No, SoundCloud. Sorry, Soundcloud. I was like, I How don't think we'll get on Spotify later on. Yeah, we'll get on Spotify. That's a goal too.
2: We will do that.
1: <laughs> yeah, but anyways, the main thing is we will do differently. The main thing we will do differently is we will have better discussion topics that make us stand out compared to the rest of the sports talk shows. We'll have meaningful debates and topics on the show. And the first one that we're gonna jump into, Daniel Jones, as we're gonna start off hot. Listen to this hot take. Daniel Jones is the best rookie QB in the NFL as of right now. After that, after me and Jerry probably yell at each other, because I don't know if you feel the same way. I don't know your thoughts on it.
2: You'll hear them soon enough. I'm, la- I'm going to let you get
1: set this up. After that, we're going to talk about something that I'm very passionate about. This came up within the last day, and I decided that I wanted to throw this in. Carly Lloyd, she should be the first woman in the, in the NFL. She should be, and I hope she is. We'll talk about that. And then to wrap it up, of course, you got to give some predictions. We'll give our AFC and NFC Championship game predictions, Super Bowl MVP, and then who will have the number one pick in next year's drafts. And then to wrap it up, Clips of the Week. Good show lined up, Jer. Yep. Great show to start us off. But before I start to go on my rant, I want to hear your opinion, your honest opinion on Daniel Jones, his performance so far, And I'm just going to start it off just with a quick statement. I've already said that he is the best NFL QB out of all the rookies as of right now. But I think that Daniel Jones, out of everybody else in the NFL, he is the NFL preseason MVP. Please tell me what you think of that statement.
2: Okay. For the preseason MVP, I, I can give him that. My problem, or not my problem, but what I don't agree with is the best rookie quarterback in the NFL at the moment. Here is why, and when it comes to looking at this, I know I'm going to hear it probably from you. And you know, if some those of you who are listening are probably going to think, you know, obviously, this is preseason. Daniel Jones shined in the preseason mainly because around this time, teams are just trying to decide who they're going to keep, who they want to cut. This is where the rookies have a chance to show themselves and shine. Daniel Jones wasn't really facing any official starters he Uh never faced anybody who is gonna who he's gonna see more often Uh in regular season Mm -hmm. so of course he's gonna be able to shine because these are guys who are pushing for their own who are pushing to make the team first of all so daniel jones putting up these kinds of numbers yeah but you you have to look at who the kind of players he's facing these are guys who are just out of college who are trying to make a name for themselves and get on this team and and He's I, not.
1: He's not facing. He's not facing number one
2: defense. All yeah. Time. He's not it facing. He's not facing sense. these number one guys, and I don't buy it because we all know that the initial start is just he's just going to be a glorified backup until the Giants sure. decide that Eli Manning is done and they're going to take him out and swap him, which is why I'm not buying the hype on Daniel Jones. I didn't. I didn't like it when they traded up to get him in the draft. But I can't say that he didn't perform well in the preseason cuz he has some good numbers. It's just he wasn't facing number 1 guys. He wasn't facing the n- number 2 defenders. He was facing the 3 4 and 5 stringers who are just trying to make the team so that way they can grow as players.
1: Can I tell you why this is such a big deal to me? Yeah, okay. why why we need to be talking about this more and why it is such a newsworthy topic? Yeah. is why we're starting it off with. You know, this is the whole first first segment of the year, Jerry. This is what we're talking about. Yeah. Talking about a guy who, sh- who is going to be a backup this year. Yeah. But get this. Get this. If you went back to April 28th, whatever day the first day of the draft was, when the number six pick came around, the world blew up because Daniel Jones was drafted. This guy got flogged. He got attacked. He got verbally abused saying that his family was getting abused. I'm pretty sure. You know? guy was getting everything thrown at him and he comes out in the preseason over the course of four games bro his first three games 25 for 30 369 yards three touchdowns zero picks in nine completed series last night in the win against the patriots he went four for four 47 yards with a passer rating of 115.6 he has solidified himself as a future of the franchise and he should be starting by the end of the year, even though the Giants don't want to admit that they were wrong. You know, let's say I'll admit that I was wrong about the kid. I'll say that much. I thought that he was a, he's going to be a bust of a pick. And I thought the Giants were idiotic for taking him at number six. It was the wrong pick at the time. They should have taken somebody else with that number six pick. They should have taken a defensive player and then waited for Daniel Jones. As we've talked about, Jerry, we've had this discussion. Yeah, we, talk, we, we he, talked, we it, talked about it. it,
2: it. Should, he should have been a later draft pick. That's what, and that was what we came to the consensus. Uh, but going to your point of he was persecuted and all, and he was attacked, you have to look at – You, you got to look at how the circumstances around him getting picked and traded up, you know, because then it started circ- circulating the rumors that, you know, he, he his family's good friends with the Manning family, so he already had an in. Uh, the Giants, you know, had all these other players in mind, but they chose to go for a, for a Duke – or for a player from Duke who, you know – as a college football team, they're not—they're not well known for football. No, but you know y- there were a lot of circumstances around him getting drafted that people sure most likely didn't like. Sure, which but, is, but which they led thought he
1: was the wrong guy at the wrong time. For now, uh, for now, but but what the point that I'm trying to make is that he came in, proved all of us wrong, played exponentially well, and in my opinion, out of all the quarterbacks that got drafted in the first round, he's performing the best out of all of them. Let me get some more analysis on this via Skip Bayless on Undisputed with Shannon Sharp on FS1 this morning. Skip, please enlighten us, sir. What do you think? Before I say what I want to say, I want to congratulate this young man, Daniel Jones, on having simply the most stunningly sensational preseason (laughs) I've ever seen any rookie quarterback have, and I mean ever, because – There were little to no expectations, and he stepped up and rubbed all our noses in it Mm -hmm. from game number one. Now, he didn't start a preseason game until last night. Right. So Eli
0: started because they're trying to cling to Eli as the starting quarterback. but.
1: You want to talk about shockingly sensational? Mm -hmm. You want to talk about completing 85% (laughs) of your passes? 85%? That's outrageously great. And he threw the ball down the field a lot too,
0: Skip. And and guess what? In four preseasons.
1: Shockingly, then he gives us more stats and stuff. Shockingly surprising. Skip gets him in. Everybody expected this kid. Everybody expected this kid to fail. They wanted him to throw picks. They wanted him to get sacked. They wanted him to cause a couple fumbles on the ground. They wanted to see him bomb. And the Giants would have been shaking their heads saying, man, that was a waste of a pick. And everybody would have been like, yeah, we were right. Gettleman, you're terrible. And the fan base was right. And here comes Jones. Here comes Jones, like like Skip Bayless just said. And he performed shockingly surprising to the point to where Skip Bayless is willing to say that this is the best preseason that any rookie quarterback in the history of the NFL has ever accumulated. Yeah. You got to admit that everything that this guy has come against, he has owned up, put up and shut up everybody else around him.
2: Yeah, I I I'll, I'll give him that. He put up the stats to show he to pretty much shut up all the naysayers. My concern with this, and this is and this is my and for him being the future quarterback is We've seen. We can see he's consistent in preseason. We know. We at least now know he can keep up with the guys who are around his level of play. Yeah. For now. Yeah. I want to. I. I will not buy him as a future quarterback until, until I see him in a regular season game where he's going up against number one, number two guys. That's just my main problem with this. Is just because he 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 doesn't have that experience against these. These veterans who have the experience, who, you know, can read quarterbacks like him, you know, who have pretty much torn apart other quarterbacks who who were number one pro, who were first round prospects. You know, so I I need to see him in play f- at least one game, whether it's for a drive or if it's for a quarter. I just need to see one game from him, see how well he does at that point. And then and then I can still I can probably say. Okay, this guy may be the future of the Giants organization. But he is the future,
1: but for okay, he is the future for
2: But for preseason, though, yeah, for the
1: preseason where we expected him even against second teamers, against second stringers to bomb, he did great. He performed so well that people are calling him saying, "Hey, he start week one," you know. But oh my gosh, Jerry. Okay, before we go into a commercial break, it's almost three fifty. It's almost five fifteen. <laughs> I want to talk about how diluted the Giants organization even is because even the Giants. Won't admit that Daniel Jones should be eventually starting over Eli Manning. I get it. I get Eli's resume. Two Super Bowls, 16-year veteran, a stud, you know? I get it. But come on, you cannot look at Eli and say that man's not declining. You can't say that, you know? I was reading Giants Wire. It's like like every like, NFL it's team like has every, their—
2: Yeah, like, you know, the Broncos Wire. Yeah, Broncos or Raiders Seahawks, Wire. Yeah, yeah. yeah, this is Giants
1: Wire, right? This is when it's talking about Jones, okay? And I quote, this is an, from an article from them. There's no doubt that Jones has proven all of his critics, including ran and wrong and played lights out for the duration of the summer. But the, but if there's actual training camp MVP to be crowned, it would have to be Eli Manning as dominant as Jones has been at times. He has had the typical rookie ups and downs while Manning has been flawless in two preseason games and nearly as flawless since the team first reported in spring. And then, uh, John Morrow, the Giants CEO, Said earlier a couple weeks ago in an interview, saying, and I quote, I hope Eli has a great year and Daniel never sees the field. That would be an ideal world. You'd like to see it again. At the end of the day, it's going to be a decision made by head coach as to when if Daniel Jones ends up playing this year. Okay. Giants are trying to replicate the Aaron Rodgers effect. Okay. They're trying to replicate the same model that Green Bay had with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers before the GOAT took over.
2: Brett Favre starts taking, you know, starts to tank in his later seasons. You put in the younger guy. Who Aaron Rodgers sat for three seasons. Yeah, under Brett Favre. That's not going to work with Eli Manning. No, Eli Manning doesn't have three seasons in him. I guarantee. They, Jerry, you guess what? the Giants think that he does.
1: Yeah. Dave Guttman, John Mara, everybody who sucks up to the Giants organization thinks that Eli's the greatest thing since sliced bread. They think they owe him everything, as of right now. Which they don't. They paid him an extra five million dollars this 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 off season. You know? Yeah. And then they drafted Daniel Jones to eventually become the guy, but they want to wait. They want to wait. And you are, and I put it right here in the notes, okay? I personally think Daniel Jones could have a better year than Eli if he started right now. Call me crazy, but I think Daniel Jones is the NFL preseason MVP. And I think, and I think the Giants, for the sake of hanging on to Eli, they are willing to jeopardize a jumpstart in the career of Daniel Jones.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, I get it now. <laughs> this is looking at this, we both have agreed for a long time. Whenever we talk about the Giants organization, we both agree they're a bunch of crazies who really <laughs> who really should not be heads of an organization, especially when they're gonna when they're gonna work with around a guy like Eli Manning, who in his later seasons hasn't put up any numbers. Close to what he did in his two Super Bowl runs. And even then, and even then, those two Super Bowl runs, you could not fully say were Eli Manning. Around both those times, his defenses are good and he had a receiving core. Yeah. What does he have now? He has a running game. His defense is kind of eh. Then they just lost and and before the draft, they lost one of their biggest receivers. They didn't and lose, that, they
1: got rid of him. Well, yeah, got rid of him.
2: They didn't lose him due to anything, man. That was their own accord. Okay. Well, got rid of him, lose him, whatever.
1: Yeah, you get my point. Which, which it just the, it just enhances your point even more yeah. that they actually got rid of the best offensive player that they've had in, yeah. in franchise history.
2: Yeah. And so at this point, it's only a matter of time if they're really expecting Eli Manning to last three seasons. They also are going to be living with the fact that I and I can probably guarantee this: if Saquon Barkley's contract is up in four years or three more years. At uh, three. If they're expecting Eli to go three, they're going to have to expect to not have Saquon Barkley at the end of that for Jones to come in and take over. Yeah. Cause they're going to get rid of him the same way they did Odell Beckham. Why? Because the giants are pro- are looking at this and like we're, this is a quarterback first situation. And you know, you build around that guy, but what happens when you build around a guy and then you lo- you get rid of all the weapons you ever gave to him. When we come back,
1: we'll keep this heated going, baby. Carly Lloyd, And why she should be the first woman to play in the NFL. Matt Kenny, Gerald Peralta, Wired Up.
2: When I was little, I didn't talk for a long time. I was sensitive to lights and sounds, so I built secret hiding places where they couldn't get in. Sometimes I do the same things over and over, until one day I found out I had autism. My family got me help. Slowly, I learned how to live with it
1: better. Early intervention can make a lifetime of difference. Learn the signs at
0: AutismSpeaks.org slash signs. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council.
2: I can't believe he found them. He seems sorry. We
3: very clearly told him not to look up there.
2: I'm honestly impressed that he was able to do it.
3: Right? What, did he
0: balance on that big chair?
3: Yeah,
2: I mean, I guess he'll just know what his gifts
0: are this year. I really thought we had hidden them well. If they can find their presence, they can find a gun.
1: 911, what is your emergency? Every
0: day, eight kids and teens are unintentionally killed or injured by loaded and unlocked guns. Learn how to make your home safer at nfamilyfire.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and End Family Fire.
1: Question. When you walk into the boardrooms of the most successful companies here in Colorado, who do you meet? Answer. Men and women who played high school sports. Education-based high school sports give us more than athletes we can root for. They give us leaders we can depend on. Question. So where will we find tomorrow's leaders? Answer. Answer. High School Sports. This message presented by the Colorado
0: High School Activities Association and the Colorado Athletic Directors Association.
1: KMSA 91.3 FM, Grand Junction. I saw this the other day. Actually, yesterday. Just scrolling through my news feed on Facebook. Yes, I still use Facebook. Facebook is actually one of my primary uses of social media. I, don't I, have
2: an I also use Facebook. I don't get on it that much, but or I don't post on it that much. But I use. I it. I post
1: a decent amount. Facebook and Twitter, man, They're, those are my two favorite uh, things to use. I don't post on anything.
2: I just have them just so I can see what people do.
1: There you go. Got to get active, Jer. Yeah. Got to get active. Anyways, this is this is what I saw. I saw an article from the DailyWire.com. Right, this is a conservative. News site. If you do know Ben Shapiro.
2: <laughs> ben Shapiro,
1: who is amazing, by the way. I, I love watching him. He's- he, is, he is straightforward. The whole facts don't care about your feelings kind of guy. He is the editor-in-chief for The Daily Wire, right? This is where he gets all of his articles from. One of his writers, Matt Walsh, he wrote an article. And um, I find the title of it. I don't know why I clicked out of it. Just kidding. Daily Wire. Yep. Uh, female player. A female soccer player says she definitely could play in the NFL, right? Yep. And this is Carly Lloyd. If y'all know the whole thing with Carly Lloyd, the two-time FIFA Player of the Year and two-time Women's World Cup winner, two-time Olympic gold medalist, uh, she had the PK to win the World Cup back in 2015 for USA in the gold cup match, and, and sorry, in the in the gold in the gold medal match. And dude, she's freaking legendary, right? The 38-year-old is still playing with the women's, women's national team. And she had a viral video that showed her kicking 55-yard field goals at a joint practice in Philadelphia between the Ravens and the Eagles. And they they filmed it. She nailed, like I think, like three of them on the video. And uh, apparently she's been getting offers from, like, two NFL teams, she says, at least two NFL teams, who said, hey, come in and kick for us um, in our last preseason game, which was last night. But, of course, she said no. She actually had a game... For the women's, uh, U.S. women's national team against Portugal in a friendly on their victory tour in Philadelphia, which they won 4-0.
2: And I saw Talk this about article about domination by a team. Man. Oh
1: come on, yeah, exactly. And she's been the person to lead it for the last, you know, decade. Mm-hmm. Matt Walsh wrote this article, and I read the title: Def, uh, "Female Soccer Player Says She Definitely Could Play in the NFL." No, she definitely couldn't. So, drew, drew my interest, right? So I clicked on it. And um, Matt Walsh, you know, good writer, good, you know, good journalist, uh, likes to be opinionated. And for uh, for opinion's sake, he formed this opinion for the sake of forming an opinion on the opposite side of the people who he doesn't like, who have opinions, basically what I'm saying. He chose the right side to be just to be opposite of the left. Okay. Right? Okay. So people are praising Carly Lloyd and saying, yes, you definitely should be the first uh, woman to be in the NFL um, you know, it'd be so empowering. It'd be awesome. You know, you know, women's rights, women's and, and everything like that. Um, I see it as, as just a great thing for sports. And 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 looking at her, I think she could definitely do it. Matt Walsh decided to come out, and he said something that just really really irked me. All right, all right. He said, and I quote, "You have to do it with shoulder pads and a helmet. A game clock winding down, seventy thousand fans watching, and most importantly, eleven absurdly fast and extravagantly muscled defenders rushing towards you." You at a literal breakneck speed. Speaking of breaking necks, that would be the most likely fate of the first female NFL player.
2: And <laughs> the okay, before you continue, I just gotta say that is an interesting use of <laughs> descriptions to describe these football players. Right, absurd, Extra- extravagantly, extravagantly muscled. Very interesting use of words, but I. I do not think that would be the case if we had a female football player in the NFL and especially a kicker in the NFL.
1: I went to continue reading this article, Jerry. Go ahead. And the more I read it, the more Matt discredited himself. Not me, Matt, Matt, Matt Walsh. Oh, you Matt. Yeah. I discredit myself all the time. No, (laughs) I'm not disagreeing with the fact that a five, five 140 pound female would get crushed if she were to get run over by an NFL linebacker. I'm not denying that fact. However, to come out and say that it would result in death is taking it to the most extreme case just for the sake of being up- absurd, you know? Just for the sake of making loud noise, for the sake of drawing a bunch of voices to come out to you. Just for the sake of being loud, Matt, you're going to write this article, okay? I'm not one. You know, I consider myself conservative. That's why I follow this, that's why I follow this website, because I agree with the articles that they have on them. I'm not one to bring politics into sports, and I'm not going to. But I'm just saying that Carly Lloyd is not some, ra- you know, the person kicking the field goals, it's not some random Division II woman soccer player who yeah. just happened to kick a field goal because she got lucky. Yeah. Jerry, this is, and I said it when I introduced her, this is a two-time Olympic gold medalist, a two-time World Cup champion, the woman who won the 2015 World Cup championship game for the U.S. via kicking a ball. Yeah. At the most opportune time, at the highest level, with the highest stakes, with millions
2: upon millions of fans watching. Yeah. you. Th- these guys think kicking a football in the NFL is tough and nerve-wracking. Try kicking a PK in the World Cup. Yeah, in the final, <laughs> where pretty much your kick is the last resort Come of a on, nation. Come man. And so Matt was basically going on saying that, you know, like, oh,
1: she'd be getting hurt all the time. She'd be getting crushed. She wouldn't be able to hold up to the pressure.
2: Matt, I would like to see you put on the pads and kick in this league. Okay.
1: If anybody was to be the first woman in in the NFL, in the history of the sport, why would it not be an elite athlete at the most elite level who can kick? You know? If you were to bring somebody in... To, as a woman, what position would they play kicker because that's really the only position that they can play unless they're
2: yeah. unless uh, they're like a huge roided out stud or, you know or the uh Mrs Olympia is that the yeah ar- the Or something one? like that dude yeah. you know
1: a woman's soccer player is the best person to put in the NFL as a first player to be a female and Carly Lloyd is the ideal person to fit that category kickers. Dude, come on, Jerry, come on. How often do you see a kicker get ran over? A lot. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. How often yeah. do you see a kicker get ran over when kicking a field goal? When kicking a field goal, never. Never. Be- and, you know, because it's illegal, it's illegal to touch them. It's to touch a kicker.
2: It happens a lot the more only time just you-
1: because you're actually going on a punter, well, right? The you're going to throw your body
2: at a punter. A, a punter or the only time you would ever see them get run over is during kickoff when they're, if they go for a tackle and, you know. A person bowls over him, and even then, and even then, not really likely to happen. Yeah, you know.
1: And so, so, you're, is- so, you're, so you're telling me that Carly Lloyd is just gonna have men running at her, just wanting to tackle her, just for the sake of her being a woman on the field. No, you know? yeah, it's, that's not that's not the thing. It's legal to touch the kicker, bro. And even if it does happen, they barely hit the leg, and then kickers tend to flop just to draw the penalty. Yeah, and if you're gonna try and put her on a kickoff. Have her kick the field or have her kick the kickoff and then run off the field. She doesn't have to be a man in coverage. How often do you see a kicker make a tackle?
2: Very rarely.
1: Yeah. And when it does, it's awesome because actually kickers sometimes can't
2: hit. Yeah. It's hilarious well, because they even, get hit by a kicker. Well, and even then, you know, she doesn't if let's say she does get into the into the league. Just just per se, she kicks off and she does have that moment where She may have to be the last person to get the tackle. She doesn't have to tackle them head on. She doesn't have to go. She doesn't even have to tackle them. Yeah. Or have a punter do the kickoffs. Punters do kickoffs all the time. Yeah. Seattle had, had to do it last season. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not unheard of to have players, you know, do specific, to have kickers or punters, you know, do kickoffs or whatever. I'm so sick of radical political commentators
1: taking a side which they believe is right, and then assuming arguments based off of falsities. Because Matt thinks that, for some reason, kickers just get ran over all the time. There are rules to protect kickers. There are rules to reduce injuries on kickoffs now. Yep. I think more than 50% of kickoffs result in touchbacks, right? Most of the time, yeah. Most of the time, especially, especially in the last two especially,
2: years. Especially if you have somebody who is a soccer player and has worked the muscle for kick, you know, to build that strength in her leg to kick. She's getting ki- she's going to get a touchback 95% of the time. And even then, you know, she's not it's going to be rare that she's going to have a person come out and kick and try to take it to the house.
1: I can guarantee that Carly Lloyd is more of a stone-cold killer than half the guys in the NFL. Probably. When it comes to mental toughness, the way that she's been in the game for so long, she's 38 years old and still competing at the highest level. Yeah. You know, and they're still win- They're still winning. And they're still too. winning. She didn't play a huge, prominent role in the World Cup this year. I get that. You know, she came off the bench half the time. Yeah, doesn't mean she still didn't play great. And all she has to do is kick a ball. If she was to join the NFL, so if any woman was to become the first NFL football player, that's a female, make it Carly Lloyd. People have been rooting for. Her. Come on, like guys like Kurt Warner and multiple kickers in the NFL are saying, yeah, give her a chance. And that's not just for the sake of feminism. That's just, for the sake of putting somebody who has a great, great athletic background and giving them a chance.
2: Yeah. And it's not, and it's not what, and you know, it's not like she's some random division Two soccer player who just got lucky on a video. Yeah. You know, she has, she's been a professional in her field for a long time, has had great success for a long time. And she can kick. I And I will give her credit to this is, she had, you know, you get offered that. She she just said, just fly out said no. She's sticking to what she. But well, she's not saying no. What? Oh she,
1: no. She she said that she couldn't kick in the preseason game oh. because she had a game that night.
2: Oh okay okay. She, and she, I thought she
1: I thought with what she's not turning it down.
2: Oh, I thought she turned it down, which is what you were getting. No, at. sorry.
1: Here, let me play this
2: real quick. All right, let me let me play. This. Keep I'll keep
1: talking. Finish <laughs> point. Out. No, I but I mean what Carly's saying.
2: But I mean, I I give I give her credit. You know, she's she's sticking to her team she's not going to abandon them just to do you know to ma- to make history she's going to be with her team and do what she can for with them you know that's that's where i was going no with i it. get that no i get that and that, and, and, and that. i have much i have much respect for somebody who won't abandon their team because of something like this you know especially considering how heated this is this is getting with with this news article let me, let me
1: see if I got the right one here. Um, this is Carly Lloyd after the win against Portugal in Philadelphia. This is on Fox Sports.
3: You're going to be playing in the
1: NFL, right? I mean, you've got other things to do.
3: Potentially. Right. i got a plan B at least. Come on,
2: tell us who the team was that offered you this. Come on.
3: Uh. Lips are sealed. Will we see you out on this field again <laughs> kicking field goals? You know what? I'm taking it day by day. First and foremost, I'm a soccer player. Um, I want to
1: hopefully continue on through the Olympics. Um, we'll see what happens, but anything's possible in life, I guess. Uh, you are loved here. This team. put on- That's Carly Lloyd. Of course, she's going to say that on a after a huge soccer game. But mm-hmm. you know what? She says it's possible, and anything's possible. And I say, why not? Yeah. I say, why not?
2: Why not? It. You know, if you if anything's possible, and you and you feel you could still do it, go for it. When we come back, NFL season predictions,
1: we got them all. Hot takes. Matt Kennedy's pearl Altawarta. So
3: why do teenagers play high school sports?
1: My reason why is a sense of purpose. My reason why is to inspire others.
3: One reason student-athletes seldom mention is to get an athletic scholarship. They know that only 2% of all high school athletes are awarded a sports scholarship. So why do they play? My reason why is friendship. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy.
0: This message presented by the NFHS and the Colorado High School Activities Association. You took the first step and quit smoking, but even former smokers may still be at risk for lung cancer. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know about a new low dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early. It takes only 60 seconds and could save your life. You took the first step, now take the next. Visit savebythescan.org for a simple quiz to see if you're eligible and talk to your doctor about screening. Savebythescan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. has taken everything and everyone I've ever loved away from me. Everything.
2: I blew my ankle out and I got prescribed pain pills by my doctor.
0: If making my detox public is going to help somebody, I'm all for it. I just wish I would have had a warning.
2: Opioid dependence can happen
1: after just five days. Know the truth. Spread the truth. A message from Truth, the Ad Council and ONDCP. KMSA 91.3 FM, Grand Junction.
2: Just, I'm just letting it play Just letting it play he's, like, p- he's pointing at me He's like talk Talk I was like, I was like Matt what are you doing You gotta wait
1: You gotta time it in <laughs> You know like Most radio shows When they come in from bumper music And they'll play like a song They'll wait like 30 seconds to a minute
2: Oh Well Alright then
1: I listen to like Dave Logan show all the time on, on on KOA And they play like a Like an 80's rock song or something um, And they let it play for like a whole entire minute
2: Hmm Interesting.
1: Yeah, before they even come talking again, I'm waiting for. Them. I'm like, okay, they're gonna talk. It's a good song. They're but- gonna do it
2: now. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, now, <laughs>
1: exactly. So after ten seconds, Jerry's throwing stuff at. Me.
2: Okay. okay, after ten seconds, you're pointing at me to cue us, and I'm just. <laughs> I okay. usually wait.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, but there's like the point in the bumper song to where it has to come back, and it just flows. It. I don't know. It's, it's, wait.
2: We're, we're, we're having heated arguments over bumper music. Anyways, okay. Cool.
1: <laughs> we've, been, we've been talking about football the whole entire time, and. I, I want to try and switch it up to we're not talking about football every single week, but I mean the NFL is right around the corner, and it just makes sense to talk football.
2: Well, next week we, next week will be a learning opportunity. We could probably throw something else in there. Yeah,
1: I mean we'll throw. I don't know. I mean the World Cup's going on for ba- or not the is it? The, yeah, technically the World Cup for basketball. Yeah, right. The, there's is no a, one else. We can talk some Team USA. We can talk there's some.
2: A, there's that new lacrosse league I was telling you about. Yeah, Jerry wants to comp-
1: talk some lacrosse. We can try and expand our horizon, but just for the first week, you know, stick with what you know. Stick with what you know and what you're good at. And talk football. So yeah. that's what we're doing. We are predicting some few things for the NFL season. Um, we're not going to predict like weekly matchups. We're just going to predict what's going to happen at the end of the year. Yeah. For we can come back in February and either glow because we were right or somber because we're just idiotic. We were just
2: dead wrong.
1: The choices that we made were not the right ones. Um, But we're going to predict. We're going to predict the AFC Championship game. Who's going to be in that game? Who's going to win it? Same thing for the NFC Championship game. Therefore, who's going to be in the Super Bowl? Winner of the Super Bowl. And then which player will be the MVP? And then which team will do the worst and therefore have the number one pick come next April? So, Jerry, I want to start with you. AFC. Very competitive league this year. Very. Very, uh, teams are lining up. Actually, a lot of controversy in this league, bro. You got teams who, who went 0 and 16 two years ago and then all of a sudden <laughs> will come out this year and being called Super Bowl contenders. You have teams who have domestic violence <laughs> accusations on them and people who are, Which team is this? <laughs> the Chiefs. Oh, yeah. Chiefs yeah. have a bunch of criminals on the team. <laughs> uh, and mean. then you have teams like the Chargers who have yet to win a Super Bowl, who possibly could win their first this year.
2: Or even at least make it. At least make the, it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, Jerry, who is your pick to who you have in the AFC Championship? Well, and you brought up those two teams in your oh, little so introduction. Sorry. No, it's fine because you, you said Chargers. I do think the Chargers are going to make it to the AFC Championship, and I believe the Browns in their first season with that actually looks like a contender for a Super Bowl, I believe they will be the ones to make it there as well. Right. Um, If I had to go, if I had to make a guess, though, looking at the season on who could possibly host that AFC championship game, I would have to give it to the Chargers. And here's why. The Chargers so far, they they have a lot of they have a lot of momentum carrying with them. (coughs) Philip Rivers is one of the most underrated quarterbacks to in the league at the moment. Mm -hmm. He he puts on great. He plays great every year, but he's always overlooked because it's the Chargers. Yep. He's got Melvin Gordon at running back, who has been playing phenomenal. If he comes back, if he comes, if he back, comes back, if he comes back. But either way, they still have a couple of guys who could take over. Austin Austin E I- Keller uh, could do that. Justin Jackson, if if really necessary, you have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams on the on the sides. Tra- Bro, Mike Williams is a stud. Yeah, Travis Benjamin. You have Hunter Henry as your tight end. You, this is a team who looks like. A lot who who looks like it can do a lot of damage in the AFC West and in the AFC in general The AFC West i'm calling it is going to come down between the chargers and the chiefs and it's going to come down to That final uh game between both of them
1: sure
2: uh, and their defense is murdy stack too And then looking at the looking at the browns they have a Their offensive Plan is going to revolve around obviously uh Baker Mayfield, you have Nick Chubb in the backfield, uh, Kareem Hunt who's suspended, but when he comes back, I get I have a feeling he's going to maybe put up some good numbers that, uh, himself. Odell be- Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry, two deadly guys on the sides of Baker Mayfield. You could not ask for a better receiving core than you cannot be- ask for a better starting two. Receivers for the rounds other than these two uh, David 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 Joku is gonna, gonna look great Miles Gary who's always been a great defender for the Browns. I think in this game the in the AFC championship It comes down to the Chargers and the Browns and the Chargers will win that one to go to there for a Super Bowl
1: There's a lot um, I'm gonna pick back off you not I'm gonna stick with the AFC West Chiefs versus Browns AFC championship game um, I think the Chiefs are going to win it only because of the fact that they have Patty Mahomes and the Browns have a first year head coaching Freddie Kitchens, who I just cannot see going to the Super Bowl in his first year. I'm feeling very generous, even giving them an AFC Championship game spot. Well, you know, <laughs> I'm just going off of the fact that they have th- this much hype and that I want them to succeed this bad. And I think they can succeed this much if the pieces fall together as they should. Yep. You know? Um, Love Baker love Jarvis cream. Hunt's gonna come back after eight weeks. You got guys like uh, Like miles Garrett like Jerry just said on the defensive side of the ball. Um, You got some great guys like Denzel Ward Uh, Just a fantastic and fantastic Plethora of talent that the Browns have that they haven't had in years past and now Hopefully they will know what to do with them with the Chiefs though, man Some people just say it's their time. Patty Mahomes reigning MVP got a year of experience underneath (laughs) his belt um Andy Reid's leading the team again. You got some great guys come back like Tyreek Hill, who does who does face controversy, but dude, he's Tyree Kill. So how can you not bet how can you bet against him? Yeah. Um, like I said, we win of that game, Chiefs. And uh yeah,
2: NFC. Jerry, who you got? Uh for this one, I'm not gonna lie, the NFC this season kind of looks really lackluster.
1: Really? Like, you think I, it looks lackluster? I was
2: really thinking. I that could give
1: you five teams that could possibly be in the Super Bowl. I mean, just if the if the pieces fall right for them, I could see five teams who okay, have a chance. Yeah.
2: But I mean, just looking just in general at the NFC and nobody I was, blows you away. Nobody really blows me away. Not even Seattle. Um, but so this was a really hard choice for me to really decide. And me and you kind of had two teams who we agreed with for both AFC and NFC. Um, for this one, I say the NFC championship. It's going to be the Bears and the Saints. Uh, the Bears defense last year was just great. You had Vic Fangio, who's now gone and head coach of the Broncos. Um, it, there's a lot of pieces on the Bears defense that is really tough to beat. On the opposite side, you, you know, Mitchell Trubisky's nothing to to scream about, but I mean, he he'll puts get the some, job done. He'll get the job done. David Montgomery behind him, you know, he could put up the numbers if he has to Mike Davis is on there as a third stringer at the moment. He played with Seattle last year for a little bit. Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller on your wideouts. you know, Taylor, Taylor Gabriel, these guys can really get it, get it done if they need to. So I think the bears will make it. They will g- travel all the way to new Orleans for this yes. game. And the saints will be in this game as well. Looking. The saints have a lot to prove to not only themselves, but To the league, especially after last last year in the NFC championship game. So they have a lot to show for themselves. So I think they have you know, they got that chip on their shoulder and they're gonna take it with them all the way to the NFC championship game to where they will win it and head to the Super Bowl. I got the Eagles versus the Saints. Now that's now this is this is an interesting one. I, I I kinda have to hear your logic behind this. Well, Mainly the Eagles. I get the Saints, but the Eagles just kind of have the Eagles have Eagles are ranked in the
1: top seven in the NFL power rankings. They have Carson Wentz coming back. They have amazing guys on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Right? You got Zach Gertz. You got plenty of offensive targets as well.
2: Yeah.
1: You got a outstanding head coach. You got a team who is very hungry to do well. You know they're still hungry after that Super Bowl win a couple of years ago, and I just see it working, man. Like, I, I don't see the Rams getting lucky again. I don't see the Seahawks getting up there. I don't see the Bears filling out because I think that their offense may choke in the playoffs. The Eagles are, like, the only team that I can be like, yeah. If anybody was to just say, let's just go for it this year. Let's just prove everybody else wrong and let's just throw in 110% effort every single week. Eagles got that. They got that, bro. And then the Saints, man. The Saints, like Jerry just said, huge chip, um, immense talent pool, great head coach in Drew Brees, still looking elite as ever. So I think the Saints would win that game, but I think the Eagles would make it pretty dang far all the way to the NFC Championship
2: game. uh, Okay, I get Let's
1: Let's let's keep it moving. I know we want to keep it talking, but let's keep it moving. Uh, Super Bowl, Jerry, um, we kind of gave it away. I have Chiefs and Saints. You have Chargers and Saints. We both have the Saints winning.
2: Yes. And – and again, the Saints have that chip on their shoulder, and they really want to prove that you know last year, you know was was just a bad all-around play by them in the championship. They want to make it, so I think they can really pull something out in that Super Bowl in which they win, and Drew Brees can head off into the sunset. Oh with, yeah. if, with, if he wins, he's retiring. Yeah, if, if he, he wins the Super Bowl, he's gone. Yeah, know, he'll he'll really. head off into the sunset with two rings, and you know. All Everything because of the accolades. I think, yeah. Saints,
1: definitely one of the most talented teams in the NFL. Um, definitely should have made it to the Super Bowl last year, and I think if they were in the Super Bowl last year, they would have beaten the Patriots.
2: Definitely. That's just
1: my opinion. But when you got guys like Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas. Uh, phew, geez, Latavius man. Murray. Latavius Murray, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Come on. Amazing offensive corps that the that the Saints have. Yep. And um, Sean Payton, dude, great head coach. So... Saints win the Super Bowl that is both me and Jerry's prediction, he has the Chiefs in the AFC, sorry, I have the Chiefs in the AFC and he has the Chargers representing the AFC. Yeah.
2: Um ironic we both chose AFC West teams to go. I mean ahead. it's
1: the best conference in the or sorry, the best division in the NFL. Yeah, well
2: well cuz we were we both can agree with that and it's kind of interesting none of us <laughs> that you like both of us Probably never even didn't even can think about putting the Patriots in that championship game. I don't
1: think so. I mean, I've I've bet against the Patriots so many times in which I've just come up on the losing end, but I don't think they're
2: going to do anything this year. This year, I, they think you think they're going to fall flat or I'm at really, least a little flat? Yes. Last
1: year, I said the exact same thing. I thought Tom Brady was going to flatline. This year, I'm almost guaranteeing that he's going to flatline.
2: Yeah. It's going to be an interesting one. Uh, going for the MVP, me and you, again, different, different circumstances. Dude, I went for it, man. I you you him. were really gunning for the Eagles a and prediction. Carson Wentz. And you're you're kind of sitting about where I was two seasons ago when the Eagles initially won the Super Bowl. How because two seasons ago I was on the Carson Wentz bandwagon saying that dude's gonna win the MVP and these cause, you know, these are his numbers and these are his stats. Now I've kind of fallen off and and my concern with even considering him an MVP, is I have we have yet to see him finish a season. Sure, that's where my concern lies, and a lot of that.
1: Sorry, did we even say Jerry has Jerry has jabris, I have Carson Wentz, yeah, in case yeah. we didn't make that clear.
2: We didn't make that clear, but yeah. I'm, p- I'm picking Carson,
1: shot in the dark. Um, I decided to make a ballsy prediction, and this is it. Uh, I love Carson, I don't think Patty Mahomes, I mean, I think he he's actually. Like the Vegas he's favorite to fr- yeah, he's he's front, a front runner. runner to win it again. And I just like to go against the status quo. Um, I think Carson, man, I think he's going to be more hungry this year than he has ever been. I hope that he will stay healthy. And I think we're waiting to see an elite quarterback break out that we thought we did see, and now everybody's kind
2: of kind of falling
1: him. off on the bandwagon, kind of and- getting sour about it, kind of getting cut and dry.
2: And this is not to discredit anything Carson Wentz has done. I mean, he is a prolific player. He he is really good. It's just you know, it, you know staying healthy is, is kind of a problem. But that tends to be a problem if you're often if you can't really do much with your offensive line. I'm going Drew Brees. It's now you could look at that and say that's probably a safe pick. But here's why, and it's just you know. He, Drew Brees has a lot of weapons he could go to. Uh-huh. He's going to put up a lot of yards. He's going to he's going to be a monster. Saint- Saints will be the best. The Saints team will be because the they have the best players. Yeah, they will be a monster team this year. And you know, looking at Drew Brees, is just he's just set for success this season. They, if they don't do anything this season, it, you know they kind of have to look at themselves in the mirror and think where where what's going wrong where.
1: All right. Before we uh, go to clips of the week um, and take a quick break, final thing, make it quick. Number one pick this next year, who will have it? I say the Giants. They're making all the wrong decisions, and Eli Manning will be the nail in the coffin for them. I don't see them doing anything this year. I, as a matter of fact, I want them to tank. I want them to have a god awful year. Therefore, I can point at them and say I was right. I should have played Daniel Jones. Yeah.
2: Uh, and I'm going with the Colts. You know the that last... one, I'd
1: heavily disagree with. I I don't think that just because they don't have Andrew Luck that they're going to tank as well as you think they will.
2: Well, my only reasoning is just because, yes, they don't have Andrew Luck, but I don't – this is also just because I don't know who they have next in line to back up for Andrew Luck. Well, it's, it's Jacoby Brissett. Maybe. It, I, would, I would have to see how weak one goes for the Colts to maybe change my opinion. But just, just based off of you know the events of the past week – and, you know, how how the Colts have been affected by it, I would say they're probably good in line to be number one and then probably draft, like, get somebody like Trevor Lawrence or uh, somebody from Bama or, or Ohio State.
1: I just think it's kind of nuclear just to go from Super Bowl contender and then when they lose their quarterback, then to drop them off as the worst team in the NFL. Well,
2: I mean, I've, I'll be honest. I wasn't paying attention to the Colts all that much this season. You know? They were
1: considered the team that will overcome the Patriots.
2: Oh yeah, even, I, I, I can't even say that much. I was gonna say I was thinking them or the Chiefs would be the ones to overcome the Patriots, but
1: you, you know, you just don't know who else they got.
2: Yeah, I don't know who all they who all they could turn to at this mo- moment in time. Sure. at
1: least until they lost a huge leader and they lost uh, an influencer on their team. So yeah. Anyways, when we come back, we'll wrap it up. Clips of the week, first show of the year. Matt Kennedy, Jared Paul, Wired Up.
3: So why do teenagers play high school sports? My reason why is a sense of purpose.
1: My reason why is to inspire others.
3: One reason student-athletes seldom mention is to get an athletic scholarship. They know that only 2% of all high school athletes are awarded a sports scholarship. So why do they play? My reason why is friendship. Tell us your reason using the hashtag MyReasonWhy.
0: This message presented by the NFHS and the Colorado High School Activities Association.
1: KMSA, 91.3 FM, Grand Junction. Hi, we're the Goop. Let's wrap it up. I can eat your It's pretty good. Friday, and we're going to do this every single Friday. The rest of the semester until December... Something yeah, for Christmas every Friday at 5 p.m. Mark it on the calendars. But if you're hearing this on the podcast, get us every week uh, on Apple iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Podcast and eventually Podbean. Spotify, yeah, and everything that's where you get your podcast from, except Spotify, like Jerry just said, because we're not on there yet. Takes a little bit longer to get it. I on said Spotify. eventually, Spotify. eventually on Spotify. Um, we will also be doing some more solo shows. Um, I Wanted to do like a half an hour thing to where it's just like me talking just to get experience on that. Like I said, look, like we're trying to get more experiences. Like yeah. commentators, Jerry may do his own separate show with With uh, yeah. with our their with our very own Josh Coleman. Um, so look out for that. I am considering calling it uh wired up solo style. Um, just for like if like if either you and me want to do like a solo thing for like half an hour or – and then you may just have your own separate show. So
2: yeah, I'm mean, say. I mean, that's something we can – it's something to talk about more as we progress through the year. Yeah. first show of the year. So,
1: yeah, so look out for that. And uh, as of right now, we'll wrap it up with clips of the week. First one that we got on the agenda uh, Jerry Jones. He, I uh, mean, I don't know. I don't know which side I want to take on this. Um, the whole thing with Zeke and Jerry Jones, Jerry Jones is saying, Zeke, who? And Zeke is like, I'm going to Mexico. So, <laughs> <laughs> both are really stubborn. And I don't know if I should be on the side of, you have a contract that you're obligated to take part in, therefore you should respect that contract. You've only been in the league for two years. Dude, like you signed it, abide by it, or I don't know whether I want to be on the side of Jerry Jones has also cheated people out of many contracts.
2: It's not, it's not the first time. I'm on, <laughs> I, I kind of told you about, told you about, you know, the the Colin Cowherd clip. Yeah, yeah. You, we, yeah. Both, we both don't agree with him a lot. We tend to think he's kind of, eh. but I I have to say he has the best opportunity is or best way to attack this is just that, the you know the Cowboys are faced with the predicament you you either pay Dak or you pay Zeke you can't you have to pay one or the other yeah. you know best option let Dak go without Zeke for half half of the season see how he plays and if he can if he can play without Zeke you pay him if he can't you pay Zeke and you you ha- and you use. You know his, how his play against him, or not against him, but as leverage in the uh, in the contract negotiations for Prescott. Max
1: Kellerman on the first take. Can't be a wired up show without a first take clip.
2: Yo, you gotta at least have him. This was
1: this morning on first take, live from the U.S. Open. Max Kellerman is calling out Jerry Jones, saying he's making excuses to avoid paying Zeke. Max, like that,
2: right? Emmitt Smith, you just said was class personified. Why did Emmitt Smith have to sit out the first two games to get paid then? If he's class personified and you didn't have any question about his character. Because it's BS. It's just Jerry Jones looking not to pay Ezekiel Elliott. Just like he was trying to not pay Emmett Smith. Emmett Smith, whose contract was up. It's not even like a real holdout. His contract was up. Was a... Beast was a future Hall of Famer, had just won a Super Bowl, was an MVP-caliber player in an era that valued the running back. He's like, okay, time to get paid. And back then, he had to sit out two games to get his money. This is just an excuse in a negotiation to keep Zeke's money down. And by the way, I believe it's
1: a bluff. Just an excuse to keep Zeke's money down. I can definitely see where he's coming from, man. Um, I'm not... On the side of Jerry Jones, nor am I on the side of Ezekiel Elliott. I'm just a happy bystander who's just watching it all go down. Um, yeah, they don't want to pay Zeke. That's simple as it is. They don't want to pay him. They don't think he should get paid because Jerry Jones is uh, harsh with his money, and he
2: thinks they can win without him, which they might as which well. Which is what? Which is most likely what they're going to test? Because you know, you have a guy in Dak Prescott who has been pro. Who has been. Been been able to produce a, a lot, you know. Zeke Ezekiel Elliott is has his ups and downs. You, you really just have to, they just have to take it one day at a time and just kind of figure out who who's worth paying at the moment and who needs to wait. Zeke is worth it. Zeke, I would say he's definitely. I would worth say it. if I were to choose between Ezekiel Elliott or Dak Prescott, I would pay Zeke. Yes, nine times out of ten because yes. Dak Prescott has been has had more flat off uh, flat lines then Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel Elliott may fall off. Well, that's
1: that's a whole separate discussion that we don't yeah. have time for when it comes to the consistency of Dak Prescott. I could talk about that for days. Oh,
2: yeah. Anyways, either Jer- way,
1: I want to close out the show. Um, Andrew Luck retired, and as he was leaving the field, because news broke while well, he was actually on the field, yep. um, or at least on the sideline. He wasn't he wasn't geared up for the game. This was last week. Uh, fans booed him. And Matt Hasselback on SportsCenter a couple days ago said it looks very, very bad for the Colts fan base.
2: Think when you heard that Colts reaction from fans. Yeah, it's a very bad look. It's re- it's regrettable, um, and you understand, I guess, in some sense how the news was broke. Obviously, and then there was just so much reason for optimism. The Colts were outstanding last year. Andrew Luck is the comeback player of the year, and uh, you know November, December, he's saying this is as happy as I've been playing football, and then here we are in April, May, we have another injury, and it's almost like reminders of how the shoulder injury was reported. First, it was no big deal, then it was a bigger deal, then he misses the whole season. And so I think that's probably why the reaction was what it was, but uh, still regrettable in my mind.
1: You know, Matt, there's gonna be people out there. In the-, the music in the background that clip, that's not us, that was the Sports center clip. That's on ESPN's YouTube page, along with the first take clip as well. Um, yes, very, very bad look. Yeah. I can understand the frustration when you expect a guy to be an MVP caliber candidate, and to lead you to a Super Bowl, and then all of a sudden he's like, peace out, I'm, I'm gone. Um, I can understand it, but I still think that it was the wrong decision by Colts fans to boo him. Yeah,
2: you shouldn't. Have, he shouldn't have been booed for that. I mean, uh, his his press conference kind of explained a lot. You know, it, it's no longer fun for him. He's just in constant pain. He's had this so many injuries. Now, you know, he's just looking forward to keeping. He's looking to keep his health. So, man, you know, and you can't blame the guy for wanting to stay healthy. Yeah, and you can't blame a guy for falling out of love for the game that makes you. Yeah, even, so even Gronkowski said the same thing when he yep. was asked about it. You know, he's it's, in constant pain. He's exactly you know, he's he's it's has to it. he doesn't want to do it anymore. So
1: So fans being selfish for the for the sake of being fans. And yep. I get it. I get it as a fan I would hate to see a player who you rely so much trust on just walk away just for the heck of it. Um but it's not. It's for not. his health, it's for his well being and it's for his first future.
2: Definitely. We
1: come back next week, same time, same place, wired up nine oh three from KM Music for the Mavs. Follow us on iTunes at Wired Up Podcast, as well as SoundCloud and Podbean, Google Podcast, everything else, so you can catch your podcast on. We are on next a lot week.
2: more po- uh, stations now than we were last year. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Matt Kennedy, Joe Peralta. see you next time on Learn Up.